you know, th that was on way less growth hormone. So I haven't seen a difference between, you know, doing 18 IUs now versus like six to eight IUs years ago, really like a reverse Tabata training. So I'll hold the vacuum for 10 seconds and then take 20 second rest. Yeah. I mean, number one is picking, picking the, the hormones that work best <laughs> with you, you know, it's a suit, just eye opening. I was like, holy shit, what am I doing to myself? Yeah. Turns out my blood pressure was like 180 over 110. I went and got a sperm test done and a fertility test done. And it said I had zero, zero sperm. In All right, we are recording. So fun one tonight for everybody. Uh, for those of you in audio land and YouTube and all of their platforms that we're on, we have Chase Irons joining us. So really excited to have Chase on. Uh, you may have seen him uh, in his Chase Irons has his own YouTube channel growing very, very fast. A lot of content on there. He also um, has competed in bodybuilding, coaching, a lot of transformation programs he does. And uh, he's, he, he pops around a lot of different YouTube channels. Uh, uh, Big Paul, a good friend of ours from uh, Anabolic Bodybuilding, I believe uh, Bigger Steve, a couple others that you'll, you're on. So thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you jo uh, coming on the show. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. So yeah, I know, and I know you do a lot of Q&As with this guy who just popped in, Mr. Coach Colton, so, Colton Luke's hopping in. So welcome, yeah, welcome. Yeah. So for the first attachment group out there, uh, Mr. Harris will be joining soon. He uh, lost power today, but uh, like the trooper that he is, he's working on getting back on. So I tagged in Colton just to kind of help out and add some uh, to the discussion today. So so we'll get rolling. But um, I know, you, you know, you guys kind of collaborate a lot on the different, you know, Q&As and um, we've been, we did one last week. We're, we're trying to get more in a cadence and we'll rotate, you know, different guests to, to join us with that. We, we just really love giving back to the audience and it's, you know, kind of selfishly, I get to ask a lot of questions and learn. I've been around the sport, you know, all the strength sports and bodybuilding and things my whole life is so, as of Justin, but we kind of always enjoy hearing from different coaches, perspectives, different parts of the world, things like that. So I'm interested, maybe if we kick it off with you, Chase, like what are some of the you know, interesting or unique type of questions out there that you get and uh, that either on your YouTube channel or the channels you've been on? I mean, lately, lately, the most common questions that I get are regarding uh, my current cycle, my current uh, <laughs> growth hormone usage to get right into it. But um, asking me about you know, side effects, specifically and why I tend to not experience hardly any side effects. Um, and then uh, tons of questions of people asking me how to set up their own cycles to, you know, go about, uh, you know, trying to do somewhat of what I've been up to this last year. Um, and then another huge question is fertility, uh, fertility questions, because um, over the last year, that was something else that I've done successfully was take my sperm count from zero to, well, it was only like 12 million sperm per milliliter, but it was enough to successfully conceive. And we are uh, well on our way to um, having a baby, which will be, it's due early, early February, I believe. So nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, congrats on that. I'm sure yeah, that's an interesting topic for a lot of people out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is this live right now? I was looking on the channel. I'm trying to find if it's live. Uh, it's not live streaming, but we're recording right now. Okay, cool. At least I don't think I'm live streaming. <laughs> like, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> Whoops. Uh, gotta love technology, right? Or at least the yeah. morons like me that use it wrongly. Um, so how about you, Colton? Like any, any uh, you know, questions, thoughts uh, that come up that kind of pop out to you, either that Chase has been asked or maybe things that you've been asked that you find interesting? Well, I, I first of all, I have to say that I love what Chase is doing because he kind of, uh, I think he's like the first guy to very explicitly say exactly what he's doing and very openly confront certain people within the industry about what he's doing and their beliefs compared to his, uh, which I think is really cool. You, you have someone who's willing to sort of do the experiments that people wish they could do, but either are too afraid to do or just don't have the resources to do so. Um, so I'm always ecstatic to see what Chase is doing because it's really exciting for me. Um, but I think probably what I get, just because I'm a little bit younger, I get more of the younger demographic asking more particular questions about, uh, you know, unfortunately, like what SARMs they should use and, you know, if they're going to start their first cycle, what should that look like? And um, they tend to look at me for evidence to what they should do and i try to provide as much guidance as possible but there's not a whole lot to do there um, as far as like giving them recommendations because everyone's so different and you have so many kind of you have all this dichotomous information online about what's right and wrong so it's usually along those lines about hey you know maybe there aren't as advanced as chase is and not asking about you know is is 18 units of, of growth hormone effective, but maybe they're asking about, you know, what do you think about 250 milligrams of testosterone? Or what do you think about 500 milligrams of testosterone? Sure. Yeah. Looks like Mr. Harris getting set up, re- rebounding from the uh, from the power outage there. Yeah, Welcome. Not my, all my settings are off. <laughs> with cameras, <laughs> the set, settings are all jacked up now. You Sorry, you might have to want to turn me off for a second. All right, no worries, no worries. Behind the scenes. There you go. Remove you from the stream. Yeah, people want to see the behind the scenes. How does the magic happen? <laughs> Lift up the curtain, right? <laughs> well, well, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, we can, uh, we'll kind of jump right into some of that. So so you uh, you were a trainer, right, for, was it 15 years? Uh, just over 10 years, yeah. Just over was, 10, okay. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I started training after I graduated from... Uh, the University of Oklahoma in uh, 2010. And I did that personal training, like in-person personal training all the way up until uh, up until the pandemic hit. And then during that time, my online stuff picked up enough where I didn't have to go back to the gym and uh, take my, my job back. So, um, but yeah, no, I did... Mostly in uh, like a commercial gym, um, like uh, like an export fitness kind of setting. That's what we have all over Illinois here, anyway. But when you were doing that, were you still giving advice online? I mean, obviously, you were because I've been following your content for a while. But were you providing like online services? So yeah, I mean, I started my channel like seven years ago, and the the whole point that I started it was because I was getting tons of questions from my clients, and I just hated repeating myself. So I was like, I'm just going to make videos answering their questions and they can just watch those and I can just point them to, to whatever. And then, and then from there, it, it just kind of started me uh, 
like uh, just kind of vlogging what I'm doing. It turned into mm-hmm. that. And then I kind of went uh, a whole, a whole lot of uh, directions on my channel with regards to like food and training and, and uh, gear eventually. Um, yeah. And covering a, a wide range. I mean, I, I've, I've put up over 1400 videos at this point. That's so, insane. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a lot, it's been a lot of work, but it's finally uh, came around uh, to paying off. So, yeah, I, I remember back way back, I was, you were being trained by Jordan Peters and mm-hmm. I was watching your vlogs. You were doing like the vlogs back then and you yeah. were wearing the weighted vest walking around like downtown streets and shit. And I was like, man, this guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was that was uh, that was a good time. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, walking not... around with a camera pointing at myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that whole thing. <laughs> I was gonna say, like a lot of people, right? Like after COVID, you kind of had a shift. It sounds like where you know shifting to online, and I'm just curious too, because a lot of work goes into, as we know, trying to get content out to our audience. A lot of work goes into you know editing and thumbnails and titles and descriptions and things like that. Uh, do you do all that? Do you work with someone that helps you with that? How, what does that look like for you? Yeah, no, that that's been all all me. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, editing editing everything. Like, oh man, from the beginning, like it was it was painful trying to edit stuff at the start because I didn't I didn't know what I was doing. I wanted to learn, and it would take me hours to, to edit a video. And then as you get better and kind of figure out how things go, you 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 know you get better, but um yeah it's i do it all myself i don't i don't have uh yeah anybody for like thumbnails or anything like that it's less i mean it's less the knowledge i mean you you, you, it's hard to learn you know but you can learn how to do it it's the time it's like i don't i don't think people realize they see a video and they think you know all this person filmed this video you're 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 10x the time editing that you did filming it at least (laughs) yeah no yeah that's when i watch other people's videos and it's like edited yeah. well oh, like, yeah, oh, that took some time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so that yeah it that that definitely like if you're gonna get into youtube you, you've definitely got to <laughs> be ready to put that time aside have a decent computer that can edit some stuff and you know it's funny all the things you notice too once you know they exist that you didn't know right. existed before you know what the <laughs> yeah. thumbnails look like how how thick of a font they use what oh, kind man. of font do they use border around the font a solid color background or you know like because there's strategies for all of that what kind mm-hmm. of impact do you have you know do you have an impact scene to start the video what what kind of cuts do you do are you doing fades are you doing cross dissolves are you and you, <laughs> ne- you don't even notice those happen for, for you know for 40 years of my life those mm-hmm. happened and i didn't even i knew you know i saw them but i didn't even realize what's going on but once you learn about them it's like this whole world that that, that exists that you didn't know existed that's that takes a lot of work i um, yeah, going back, looking at like my first, my first few years, I'm like, oh my god, those thumbnails are just horrible. Like, how, what was I doing? I really need to go back and just like redo a bunch of them. Yeah, oh, it was, it was so, changed. it's so embarrassing. I'm like <clears throat> stumbling. One of the ones I was like going over research study on a share screen. I'm like, da da da. I'm like, this is not good. Like, well, that that's what. So that's what I tell people that want to get yeah. into YouTube. I'm like, just start, start. just start doing it. Yeah. Film yourself. You're gonna suck except that you're going to be terrible at it. Just, right. The more you do it, the better you'll get. And as 
time goes on, you know, you'll it's figure kind of it like out. anything, you know, like if you want to start a bodybuilding, you're not going to walk into the gym, benching you know, three that's true. Yeah. Have to start out at like the bar and then work your way yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, your, uh, Julius Maddox. He started yeah. at 500 <laughs> apparently. <laughs> right. That is crazy. And he had uh, low testosterone too, when that happened. So yeah, yeah. 270. <laughs> his, yeah, his test was, that's a true story. He was, he was in a, like a, not quite a jail. It was like a juvenile detention type thing, what? but I think he was not technically a juvenile, like maybe 19 or something. And they had a weight room at the at the facility, and he would just go down and put like two twenty five on the bar before his girlfriend would come and to get like a pump, you know. <laughs> and then uh, one day, I think like he bet the the guards that he could bench every weight in the gym, and so he had never done anything. He never worked out, period, other than doing like a, a set of however many he could with two twenty five twenty minutes before his girl showed up, and they, it was like five oh five or something, and he got he did it. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he was a client of yours for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no how way. we found out. He, that's how I know his blood, his uh, test level was legit two seventy because I saw the blood work that's when he was. That's ridiculous. Yeah, when he was when he got he got seven seventy seven or whatever his, his seven seventy one or whatever his bench Holy was shit. raw with under three hundred uh, nanograms per deciliter testosterone. You see, it's it's shit like that that happens. It makes me wonder, like, does it even matter? Like, how much these numbers I know. matter? <laughs> I know. It's like my last blood work, my test was six thousand, and it's like, but <laughs> does it really matter? Well, you really get to have those belts. Those, I, I, I would, <laughs> uh, right? I mean, you got to tell people you bench seven hundred pounds. Those belts walk around with you, so. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Hey, so I'm curious, what do you think about, you know, Sam Sulek that just got signed with Hostile? What oh, do you yeah. think about his content? Because it's like, it's very minimalist. It's just like literally walking around recording with an iPhone and posting it. And I'm like, it, how does this guy get, you know, half a million views on his content? I, I, yeah. So when I first started watching Sam's stuff, I was like, damn it. He keeps it so basic. <laughs> 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 but yeah, because it just it reminds me a lot of when I was first getting started and I was just like, oh, man. But of course, I mean, he's at a I, I think it's just like, first of all, his physique is, is ridiculous. Yeah. And, and crazy. Starting with that, that draws people in to be like, what's this guy doing? But it's it was very it's very interesting how he's done, I think, almost 200 videos. And it was literally just training videos and not even a food video until this last week. Wow, right. <laughs> and yeah, I, I that that was uh i don't know it made me almost think like you know what maybe i'm trying too hard <laughs> sometimes <laughs> maybe i can take a step back and just just start putting out a little more content have you lately, watched did you lately watch i've just been doing beast? a week one a week what's that did you watch mr beast on uh he was on rogan and he was on oh, lex yeah. friedman yeah. the way he talked about it was I, I think anyone who's a business owner period, but especially someone who does anything mon and tries to monetize on YouTube needs to watch those two podcasts. Yeah. Really interesting, his, his approach, where it was. But it's basically the opposite of what we're talking about right now, because his approach is it's much easier to put lots of effort into one million view video than get, you know, a thousand videos with a thousand views, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. But, yeah. Well, like you said, I think this one's really quick. This is a, let's see here, bulk day. Spring bulk day, okay. Yeah, two hundred and ten thousand views. What did it go pull through? Yeah, it's pulling through now. It's like it's just iPhone <laughs> in the car. Yeah, it always starts in the car driving, yeah. and then it's just in the gym. Just got that's what we're screwing up. up, Justin. We got to start. That's all know. Yeah. And he's got that lifting going on. <laughs> just, <laughs> I mean, he's killing it, but it's like, damn, dude. 
yeah. <laughs> no SEO in the title or anything. It's just yeah, like, oh cool. yeah, and the thumbnail is awful. <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sure though for him, I'm pretty sure he he built a huge following on TikTok real quick. Yeah, and then so. a lot of them moved over. Yeah, to yeah. Platform. But three hundred yeah, five hundred fifty thousand subs. Yeah, I think he's doing okay. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. Justin, if you posted some of that old content of you throwing weights around, I'm pretty sure it would blow up. I would, man. I wish I was still getting after it back then. It was, I, I, I missed the boat because I was one of the first people on YouTube. We were posting videos when YouTube was brand new. I mean, you can yeah. see they're less than 240p. <laughs> they're, they're like, <laughs> you like see through like a like a t-shirt. It's like so blurry. But, uh, but if I well, was this, stuck with it, this one didn't do too bad. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Hold on, sorry. Yeah, I've this seen one. a couple of you that went pretty viral, like of old school videos of you. Well, that one makes sense because it looks like there's, well, it's a bench shirt. It's got all the, it's got all the magic. I'm wearing a shirt, so I'm cheating. I'm using a two board, so I'm cheating. <laughs> Plates are really oh, wide, wow. so it looks like it's more weight than it is. <laughs> those, those are big plates. Now, that, see, that was, I could, those plates made my career. Honest to God, those shit, I those thick those. plates because they made when Steve Kukla and I and, and Joe was there too when we were lifting everything we lifted looked twice as heavy as it, it looks was. crazy. Look at this guy. This is a, oh wait, it didn't follow me. Damn it, it didn't follow my screen. Oh, oh, what, are you in the background? I'll get it. I'll get it. Hold on. <laughs> this is again. I'm fired, Colton. You're taking over the podcast because okay. us old guys can't do this anymore, man. This is the old the old babies. Oh, yeah. oh, this is the this is the Hollywood acting right here, boy. Yeah. Look it's at that. Nice strong polished jaw. Look at Steve's hair too. Steve is so Steve young. My man's hair didn't move once. He's squatting six hundred no, no, for no. reps and wouldn't move at if all. It didn't like, move, I hate this break. guy. That's awesome. I'm like, oh, not enough on the calves there. So we're gonna put some forty five four of calf action. That's funny. Yeah, you got a couple over a million, Justin. I mean, they've been yeah. there since since nineteen eighty two. I mean, they make sense. They're ones with Janae Krozaleski. Uh, she's uh, a, you know a former male powerlifter's transition. It's like yeah. those you you know when you put those on there, they're getting views. I know when I'm wearing a bench shirt and a two board. You know, like anything that can just piss people off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Way more people watch things that piss them off than watch things that they enjoy. <laughs> A good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah isn't thing with you, Chase, where like when you're talking about side effects and things, people don't really buy it, so they're kind of. Well, I think know, that pisses them off. Yeah, they're they're like, you know, what what the hell, you know? I, I don't know. It's just that's, yeah. Like I, I'm one of my better ones lately was, um, titled like five grams of gear, eighteen I use of growth, and <laughs> and then it would just was like side effects question mark. And, uh, I, would, I mean, I'd click on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd click on that even after I already watched it the next time. Maybe something different on it this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 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 funny how that works out. That so play we, on people's emotions and that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were talking about earlier um, blood work. So how how frequently do you do you get your blood work done? Uh, it, I shoot for about every other month. Okay. Know, about every other month. You know, sometimes it goes a little bit longer if I'm not like, doing anything, you know, if I'm just like on a super low TRT dose. But um, yeah, no, I've, I've been, uh, I just got blood work uh, two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago, exactly. And then uh, two month, months ago in May, June, July, oh, three months ago. So. Do you have a specific panel you recommend or just like a basic metabolic panel or 
I mean, I so I go through uh, Ulta Lab tests, and I have my own like panel set up with them. That cool. it's just called like the Chase Irons Essentials, and you know, any of my people that follow me on there, they can use that. And yeah, it just kind of covers most of the basics um, that I'd want to see. But, you know, it's it's a it's it almost feels like kind of a silly thing, like you know, like what we do it's not like we're are we contributing to society but the you know the, the true reality is like the, the fact that people like you are putting out uh specific blood panels with your name on it and encouraging people to do it uh, mm -hmm. is really you're probably saving you know you're not even probably you are i'm sure you know because that was something that wasn't historically done and you you're seeing what the ramifications of that was which is now starting to transition you're not quite seeing the deaths like you were five six seven years ago and uh, and I think a lot of it is because of that. So I mean, that's that's really actually when you think about it, a pretty noble thing. Yeah, I mean, the first time that I got blood work, like when was, that was like seven years ago, it it was. This episode is brought to you by First Attachment. First Attachment is an expert formulated supplement company founded by renowned coach Justin Harris. We've combined science with real world experience in each product. We are battle tested. Are you? Find your battle today at firstattachment.com. It's a suit, uh, just eye opening. I was like, holy shit, what am I doing to myself? Yeah. Mm. And, I, I, and I felt fine at the time. I thought there was nothing going on. Yeah. I was like, I'm good. Turns out my blood pressure was like 180 over 110, and cholesterol was like over 300. And it, it was, it was awful. And I, it was like a basic, a basic panel. And, uh, at that point, then I was like, okay, we got to figure this shit out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, well, that, yeah, I, I mean, that's of all the things uh, of the recent years in the sport and what social media has, has kind of brought, I think that's the one real big positive is that it seems like everyone's getting blood work now. And I can't imagine because of all the deaths you heard about, you, you only hear of deaths from people who are known, you right. know, of the, mm -hmm. you know, what, 25 30,000 people who compete in the NPC every year how many yeah. of those are known 20 30 you know so you can you can pretty much you know a, a thousand x the number of deaths that you heard about mm -hmm. and so you know then you, theoretically you can expect to save that number if by reversing that so oh yeah like so I I have uh I have a, a discord channel for my paying members and we have like a blood work section where people come in and share their blood work and we go over and try to figure out you know what what's what's good what's bad what we need to work on but um yeah it's it's crazy the people that that have no idea they're brand new into this stuff and they're just like well i got my blood work what's this look like and right. they're like i want to start my next cycle and it's like dude you all your stuff's in the red like you mm -hmm. this is not this is not the place to do that you know not time to back off and, and get this stuff right you know but, but that's the key thing is that's what people were always afraid to get it because they didn't want to see the bad numbers because they thought that meant they had to quit everything but it's not it just means you now have to take care of everything you know yeah. it's yeah. not it's not a it, it's the opposite it's that if you weren't getting this blood work you were going to die now that you're getting it you can continue doing what you're doing provided you take these steps to improve these few things yeah well i think going back to like the early 2000s right justin like you know we it was so hard to get anything and we were competing and, and using things and, and trying to use, you know, as much science and logic with very limited information. But back then we weren't talking about health markers. We weren't no. concerned with that. Like it just imagine if we had the access that 
younger people have today, like, you know, under 25 year olds, you know, between 15 and 25 year olds and how bad they could be messing themselves up. So it's kind of like on the one hand, there's a lot of scary stuff out there and, and probably too much access depending on who you talk to. But on the other hand, at least there's a lot of resources for testing and to check what you're doing. Um, you know, which is, which wasn't the case back when we were, when we were coming up, uh, to, you know, to your point, cause how long could you have been walking with that high of blood pressure back in the early two thousands? It might've been five, six years. You're just like, I'm jacked. My face is red because I lift heavy, <laughs> you know, and it's like, no bro, like you're in trouble. Right. You know? so, yeah. But yeah. Is there anything you changed or look at, uh, Chase, to lower some of those markers, like in your, you know, just progression and learning uh, as you go through this kind of bodybuilding well, journey? Yeah, I mean, number one is picking picking the the hormones that work best <laughs> with you, you know, and and pretty much what I stick to now is like test and either Primo or Master on, and like those are relatively you know, benign to my blood work. Um, there's that. And then, you know, being on like, uh, an ARB or a, an ACE inhibitor or using a statin or something like that to help keep everything, you know, in line there as well. Um, cause those, yeah, seven years ago, that, that was definitely not anything that was on my radar and stupidly it was just like, uh, for some reason there was like demonizing that, like if you're going to use that, like you shouldn't be doing any of this at all. But at the same time, it's like, no, these are going to help you. Yeah. Stay and, alive. And, <laughs> and there's a whole population of people who don't use gear who, who need those things, you know, yeah, and, right. and most of us probably, I mean, certainly at our body weights, you know, yeah. uh, you know, we, if we had uh, uh, the same body weights, but a, at a worse body composition, it's not like we would magically not have health problems. You know, if I, if I was 260 pounds at 30% body fat, it'd be even worse. So it's not like, you know, like treat, treating your health issues should, should never be looked at as uh well, I, that's, I really hate that to be honest. When, if you, whenever you put a, a post up on Instagram or something talking about health markers and blood work, and there's always people in the comments, maybe just don't use stuff. So yeah, I mean, that's an easy answer, but I can guarantee if I was the same body weight without using things, I would have issues also. So why don't we educate ourselves? Yeah, they'll say they'll say something like that, or they'll be like, "Well, you're you're on blood pressure medication, so it doesn't count." And it's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and the, yeah, it does. yeah, it's all I do when I'm eighty because it's going to count a lot then. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, now, are there any culprits out there? Like I know, you know, uh, that you've seen people using, and I guess maybe Chase will go with you, and then Colton, if you want to add to it. But any other like compounds, you know, just in general for people who could be using them. I mean, obviously we're a supplement company um, and we focus a lot on educational content relative to that, but there, you know, we know a lot of our audience, you know, uh, maybe using those different things. So is there anything that you guys see as like, Hey, these are the no goes for, in my experience with clients or myself or I mean, any thought? I mean, yeah, personally, I, I just stay away from orals as much as I can, you know, like the only time that I would consider throwing in something like that would be in a pre-contest type scenario because I mean, like most most guys want to immediately go to those, whether they're in a bulking situation or or even just a cutting situation, not even contest prep. And it's like you can get in great shape without them at all. And I mean, really, like you could go on stage without them, but you know, it, they, there's certainly a little bit uh, help there at the end. Of, end well, of the part of that, if you if you do like what you said, like you know, you said test and primaball, you know, if you use things like that in the off season. 
one of the benefits of that is that you tend to be healthier, so you can push things harder in contest prep. You know, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, what's even crazier is I, like I did, and I just had a client who was asking me he wanted to try D ball. You know, and it was, yeah. and <laughs> as, as, as the text before that was like, no one around him can believe how fast he's growing. You know. And it's like, you know, like the guy that suggested D-ball to you, how fast is he growing? You know, how much progress has he made in the last nine months compared to you? You know, like I understand, you know, you want to try everything is, you know, is the grass greener and stuff. It's like, but the, the truth is that in reality, the healthier stuff for the offseason tends to be better anyways, because you're able to do longer cycles. You're able to stay healthier during the cycles. You're, you don't lose your appetite. You're able to eat more. You're able to train harder. You're not toxic. So in the end of the, at the end of the day, your growth rates are accelerated anyways, and you're healthier going into contest prep, so you can push the boundaries a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of guys have to take a break after a bulk because they're yep. like, so unhealthy. They have to come off everything, and it's like – that's that's kind of what happened during, like, my last contest prep. We bulked up, and then I took – there was, like, a six- to eight-week period where it was just, like, low dose, you know, getting blood work good, and then we started – the cycle to go into to contest and during that time period i felt like i lost yeah. a lot a lot in that time period and it was like damn if we could have just gone straight from end of the bulk and and turn it into you know the contest prep that would have been a different story for sure i think but um, yeah i always say bodybuilding is is really similar to like investing in the stock market you know like you listen to people talk about investing in the stock market they always say you know Find the good companies. Don't look for the flashy ones, you know. But of course, like especially like through COVID, when everyone was playing with the stock market, everyone no one wants that. They want to buy the ones that that's up a hundred percent over the last six months, thinking it's going to do that forever, you know. Where you know, like guys like Warren Buffett are like, you know, no, I, you know, trust me, I'm I'm worth one hundred fifty billion dollars. You might want to listen. Yeah, but you're old. I, I want I want to get rich today. The bodybuilding's the exact same, you know. You got to pay the piper eventually, and so it's either play the smart route, you know. Because everyone wants to be big today, but you're not going to be big today. And so the, what we need to think is that I want to be big in five years because that's really what our, what's going to happen because you're not going to be big today. Yeah. And what gets you there in five years is like you just said, you know, doing doing the smart route, taking, you know, keeping yourself healthy so you can run longer cycles. So you don't have to take long breaks to get yourself healthy so you can go into contest prep healthy. Uh, so it's really pretty similar when you think about it. It always cracks me up. Yeah, that yeah, quick true. return on investment is what a lot of young dudes seek to. And that's why yeah. I think Anadrol and D-Ball are so popular because it's not necessarily that you grow, but you feel stronger, you feel bigger, you get a better pump. And perceivably, that means progress to them. And it just seems like a more acute reward to what they've done. And I think that draws so many people into it. Oh, yeah. You hear your buddy talking about like, oh, dude, I have the sickest fucking pumps and like I'm feeling great and I'm doing all this shit and I'm growing so fast to gain 10 pounds. And in reality, it's just like, obviously, we know it's like water weight and it's perceptual change, not necessarily what's in actuality. And um, it can become a really bad problem because like Anadrol and Devol are going to screw you up. And those oh, are yeah, yeah. Me, hepatotoxic compounds for a guy to create a really short career with. So and what you just said with the 10 pounds is I, I don't think people realize 10 pounds of contest weight. You're a different bodybuilder. I mean, yeah. if you. If you're like 212 on stage this year and you're on stage 222 next year, you look dramatically different. 10 yeah. pounds of water, you don't look any different. You know, 30 mm -hmm. pounds of water, you just look a little fuller, you know. And so that's the big thing is like the, that number on the scale we chase. But when we're chasing the wrong kind of number, like the anadrol water weight, yeah, you can put 30 pounds on. But 
10 pounds of real muscle looks more dramatic of a change than that 30 pounds of water. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, just circling back with, um, uh, you know, the fertility piece you were talking about earlier, was there anything, you know, you, you were doing, uh, to help, you know, get that back in line or was it kind of a pretty smooth transition? I guess if there's anything out of the ordinary, cause I know you were talking about that before we started recording. Yeah. I mean, well, so February of last year when, uh, Oh, which, which bodybuilder passed away February. It was like, it was like George Peterson or Cedric. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was Peterson, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, that not about that. I don't know that after that one happened, I just like really kind of took a step back and brought all my doses down, went to a TRT dose and went in and, you know, got a, a calcium score done and, and started check, checking things out and um, basically spent all of all of the last year at either a TRT dose or nothing. And then in September, I went and got a sperm test done and a fertility test done. And it said I had zero, zero sperm. It was bottomed out, nothing, nothing at all. And then at that point I was like, okay, uh, let's start. Um, well, actually in September, I'd already been like three months on HCG. So it was like, okay, well, HCG clearly we're still at zero. So that's when we put in uh, FSH. So 75 IUs of FSH every other day. Mm. And then after another three months, um, I got tested again and my numbers, I believe it was at 8 million, uh, sperm per milliliter at that point. And then three months later in, I think it was about February at that point, um, I was at 12 million sperm per milliliter. And then, uh, yeah. And then shortly after that, everything was, uh, done we were conceived and successful and now we're just waiting on a baby so there you go yeah congratulations man yeah thanks yeah any side effects or uh wonky kind of blood work when you were going through that those types of protocols or (laughs) i mean not really everything looked very natty that's for sure Uh, Mm -hmm. it was yeah it really wasn't it wasn't that bad i mean like i didn't i didn't take any sort of like libido hit that i noticed um, yeah, it was, it just, I don't know there, during that whole year, it was just kind of like something else that was going on that year was I was, I was building out my gym and putting that together, which, um, I officially like got in that in August of last year. So, um, so yeah, that was going on and, and that was taking up a bunch of my time. So I wasn't really like training that often. I wasn't doing yeah, all my priority kind of went in other directions and, um, but yeah, it was, it, blood work looked super natty as far as like any, any side effects from the HCG or FSH, not, not really anything that I noticed. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a pretty smooth deal, you know? I mean, I think I could have, if somebody were to like go straight into it and be like, I want to do this and get my wife pregnant within like six months from now. I mean, if they, FSH is is very very potent, but it's also quite expensive mm-hmm. um, product that can can get the job done. 
Well, it's interesting you said the HCG didn't work because <clears throat> I've been doing this a long time. I've mm -hmm. never, I've never seen that work, and that's always the first line go to really? at HCG. And I don't, yeah. I've just never seen it, it result in an increased sperm count in people. And I've been seeing people try it for twenty years probably, and it just, it, you know, it's. I'm not saying don't use it, you know, but it, it's it, as a standalone compound. I've just never seen it work. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's really I great for increasing sex drive. That's for mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> it's fucking amazing for that. <laughs> Was there anything related to other? Uh, did you use, did you work with, uh, you know, like a fertility doc or place of that or was it kind of just your no it was all on my own yeah, yeah it was all, all on my own ordering ordering everything uh where i order everything else and uh yeah just doing my sperm test through um i think the website was levels health you just you do everything from home and send send mm -hmm. it in and i thought you were gonna say you did that yourself or no it wasn't levels it was um God, what was that company i can't remember there's there's some online company where they'll just send you the cup and you send it back and they give you a result within a week so hmm. um yeah yeah it'll come to me eventually but well good stuff yeah. Well, glad uh, glad everything's uh, moving in the right direction with the pregnancy and the, that's exciting stuff yeah yeah everything's Everything's good. Got genetic testing done. Everything looks oh, excellent. Nice. And uh, yeah, we're just. Are you worried you know, about, and this is something I've always kind of thought about myself, any of like the, um, you know, changes that might happen within the genome from using androgens and growth hormone and IGF-1 and anything like that, and what it could potentially do to the like offspring. Because for instance, there's like transgenerational effects that happen when someone gets diabetes or is obese. I imagine the same might be true for us who use the androgens, but I've just consequentially, like, you know, Michael Hearn has a kid and he's fucking jacks, you know, you guys. He's all natural though. So yeah, he's all oh, I don't think there's, because it's not, you're not changing your genetics. I mean, I think like with the, the type one diabetes, I think there's a genetic component where there's like an autoimmune uh, aspect to it. I don't. I don't think there's any because you're not doing anything really that's affecting your your genetics. So I don't believe there's yeah. any tr transfer. Because I remember I I was worried about that when I we were first thinking about having kids, and so I you know read what I could online, and it didn't seem like there's. I don't think there's any real risk of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like there's going to be studies on high dose and but you know just, just from the just from the standpoint of the the fact that you know like what you're doing isn't isn't really transferring to the genes in the sperm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I wasn't I wasn't too concerned. I mean it's definitely something that crosses your mind, but I wasn't too concerned I mean considering I was conceived on steroids. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, my, my Finally, a boy oh, was conceived. Right. I, yeah. I, I'm just going to make a comment about that. Everyone seems to have girls, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I always would ask my dad, like, because it, what's funny is, like, he he was doing all that in the 80s, and he – he has no he has no clear idea of what he was doing. <laughs> I'm just like asking him, like, so do you think you're using DECA and what? And he was just like, I don't know, man. My trainer would fill stuff up. He would hit me with it. <laughs> give me, give me whatever pills. It was, and, yes. Yeah. Because it wasn't even really, it wasn't scheduled till 89. So not like yeah. it was legal, but it was kind of viewed almost like antibiotics. It was like so I mean, it wasn't, you know, like it was a prescription and everything, but no one cared. It wasn't like it wasn't a scheduled drug. Yeah. 
It's yeah. a totally different world. Oh, there are stories of people taking handfuls of stuff where God only knows how much was in that. It's it's the first crazy. time I went to GNC, you could still buy GHB. It was in, in the sleep. I remember that. It was a sleep product. It was the mid nineties. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. It just, I, I think that. it had just been banned. It was pr probably it was like low on stock, you know, like how like you could get DMAA for like a year or two after it was banned. It was kind of like that deal. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I was number one in sales across the country for Circuit City because of Exenadrine. With <laughs> I got jacked up on a Fedrin, like, hey, looking to buy a smartphone today. <laughs> like, I mean, they're like, who is this 17 year old kid just running circles around? Like, these dudes are <laughs> just let me grab some water. <laughs> let me talk to you about the extended plan today. <laughs> never wear white shirts. There's like, dude, this guy's got so much energy. It must be, it must be the phones he's selling, must be the stuff he's selling. I was. I was a ripped up little high schooler. I was a chubby, you know, offense, defense alignment. And then I, I did uh Dan Duchesne's body opus with, oh, old, yeah. with Xenadrine. <laughs> it's funny. You mentioned that specific one. Cause I'm pretty sure that's like the first like fat burner. I remember I was like 17 or something. And I, I had to ask my friend who was 18. I was like, will you go buy this for me? And oh, he's yeah. like, okay, whatever. Oh man. <laughs> I remember the first time me and my buddy heard about it. I can't remember which brand it was. Rip fuels, Xenadrine, one of them with a Fedron. Yeah. I remember we took it, and this is probably 95 or 96, and of course had the most amazing workout. But we I, we were up till 6 a.m. We I think we were playing Tomb Raider, just eyes peeled back. Just, <laughs> I remember his mom, his mom was like, what do you guys take, speedballs? We're like, from GNC, I don't know. I'll get it from the gas station or the, yeah. the gas station stuff, right? Oh, yeah, the trucker meth. Oh, jeez. Uh, it was brutal. Yeah. The good old days, Col uh, Colton, the good old days. Out. I missed out. <laughs> <laughs> so with your gym and, and things you have going on, your clients, I mean, you know, obviously I know we, t we were talking a little bit offline, like, you know, you had some success competing, looking to, I know Paul's been pushing you to hopefully chase the master's pro card there. We can get into that in a little bit, but for now, like, what are your, what's your clientele look like? Like who are you primarily working with? Well, I mean, I've actually stepped away because I was doing just like all online training. So mm -hmm. like I was doing, uh, you know, I had the the like 10 year stint of in-person training and then COVID hit and then stopped all in-person training. And then everything was online for from up up until about last year. And then things were going well enough uh, through YouTube that I started backing off from online clients. So like I've got a handful of guys that have just been with me for so long. They're easy to take care of. And, you know, we, we're, we're sticking together, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I and uh, those people, they're, they're, you know, just uh, lifestyle people. So, but yeah, I mean, most of my income now is related mostly to YouTube. And mm -hmm. like I opened my gym for me to film content and <laughs> it was the, was the main purpose of it. So, and every once in a while I have, uh, you know, a client that I train online who lives locally, he'll come in and, you know, we'll check stuff out. But um, as far as like how often people are actually here in my gym, it's pretty rare. So it's, it, I keep it all to myself. Uh, I find that because I have a home gym now and, you know, it's always a dream to have one, but it's mm -hmm. uh, remarkable to me how much, harder it is to get motivated and have a good workout at my at my home gym than it is when i used to drive to a gym which does, you know seems so counterintuitive it's like 
should be like heaven. You know, it's right there. You can pick any time. You're all by yourself. Any music you want. But have you noticed that at all? It is great having my own place, but I there is something about having a bunch of other people around and feeding mm -hmm. off of that energy and and you know a little bit of your ego gets into it at the same yep. time. You're like I'm fucking pumped, <laughs> and you're walking around and you're like, oh god, you know how many people are gonna ask? Uh, yeah, when I'm at home, yeah, my seven year old <laughs> thinks anything is heavy, so it's <laughs> right. real easy to, to show off at home. But yeah, so um, no, yeah, I've I've considered actually like getting a, a really cheap membership at uh, like one of the local exports just so that every once in a while I can go in and just kind of like get some human interaction because otherwise my most of my interaction is you know this kind of stuff uh, with people otherwise I'm at home with my wife and then I come here and you know do this stuff here by myself same. yeah no I'm the same I'm bad I I'll like uh head out on like a, on Thursday to go do something and I'll be like geez if I is this the first time I've been out of the house this week? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I'm either I'm either here at home or at the grocery store. You yeah, know, that's, yeah. That's yeah, I don't even go there anymore. I just order groceries. Same, yeah, shipped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go to a gym close just by, though. Just came like 10 minutes before the, the, I got on here. <laughs> Colton, you do a lot of your content in the gyms, right? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Like I'll go interview people and stuff. I'm it's I'm really fortunate I'm in Dallas. So there's you have like Hidden Gym, you have Destination yep. Dallas, you have John Reed, you have Gold's Gym that's all around. You have Metroflight. I mean, there's so many different gyms here. So I'll like go to different gyms to interview people and just ask stupid questions, and that's really what I'll do for the most part in the gym. Otherwise, you know, the music's too loud, and that's kind of what makes it really difficult. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely another thing. Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing that drove me, like, hard to, you know, open my own spot was I got told to stop filming yeah. in the gym. And I was like, yeah. and it was just, it was such a, just like, such a hit. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to deal with that ever again. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's make plans to figure this out and uh, started saving. And yeah, here we are. Yeah, because there's a lot of good gyms around here in Chicago. I mean, I was going to uh, Quads Gym here. That's a good gym. Great. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff in there. They didn't. They didn't tell me to stop filming, there. but Crazy. yeah, it's it's. <laughs> they well, we got a lot of stuff. Uh, interviewed Eddie Co and Ed Cohn uh, yeah. uh, last week uh, or this week. Yeah, I, the days blend together. But uh, and guys, I don't. I don't want to. I, I apologize. I kind of ruined this whole thing by coming on late and. My, my daughter, my third oldest high school orientation is at 6.30. She's, uh, it's about a 10-minute drive, so <laughs> I got I got about eight seconds before I got to be in the car. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out. But I, I wanted to be on this because I hear your name, like, all the time, Chase. Whatever you're doing, you get, like, incredible reach. You know, like, there's some names, like, Trained by JP, I hear all the time. Mm -hmm. But you're, for whatever reason, I hear your name from clients a lot. So you're, you're doing good things. You're getting a real, real big reach into the community, that's for sure. Well, that's good. Yeah, thanks. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, it's nice to nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was uh, sorry I had to bail, but thanks, guys. Yeah. It's okay. All right. We'll see, see you, Justin. You. All right. See you. So yeah, I was going through uh, some of your stuff here. So let's take a look. Uh, let's see here. So this, I see the some of the like mask training things you were doing. Was that uh, uh something? 
<laughs> were, were these just kind of for rel- related to COVID or were you doing it for that, those were during COVID? Yeah. They, they let me wear one of those kinds of masks or <laughs> oh, gotcha. kind of like a, a medical mask. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean it, 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 so a lot of people were like, how do you breathe in that thing? You can actually take the vent out of it. So it's just literally just three plat, like there's oh, no, no way. there's no restriction. <laughs> so I was like, yes, I'm going to do this instead so that there's zero restriction. I can breathe fine. Cause I was just, I was choking myself in a mask and I uh, found these things and yeah, it looks ridiculous. But it, that, it, it, well, it looks cooler worked. than the, than the regular one. Right. <laughs> I, I remember, <laughs> I remember being in the gym. It was like, I get a call, you know, back when I was working at a pretty large uh, commercial gym and, and uh, they're like, Oh, there's an issue upstairs. So I'm like, why don't I walk upstairs? This lady's like, that guy over there pulled his mask down while he's on the elliptical. And I'm like, what do you mean over like, like way over there? Like, like a hundred, <laughs> like it's like a football field. I mean, it was a massive gym. I yeah. won't name the name of it, but it was, it was massive. And I'm like, okay. So, so like, is it six feet or is it not? Cause we're talking like 6,000 feet lady, yeah. like yeah. Uh, calm down here. So, well, at least that's behind <laughs> us, you know? So, yeah. Thank oh yeah. <laughs> what about, um, so just kind of going back to the, the competition, um, you know, how did you, how did you prep for that? Like what, and, and, and are you currently kind of working on anything, um, relative to, you know, your training for upcoming shows here? I mean, so I did that with Jordan Peters. He coached me, uh, through that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as like, what uh what kind of training we did i mean it was all push pull legs uh throughout the whole thing push pull rest legs rest uh, was the the rotation um as far as like the um diet it was kind of like carb cycling throughout you know we had high days on leg days and back days and there was like a standard training day and then rest days were super low um yeah, and as far as like the cycle went, it was super, super moderate. I would say it was it was very, very, very moderate. Um, I mean, the only thing that you know would throw blood work out of whack was the trend that was involved, which was still a pretty low dose. But otherwise, I believe it was just like test and uh, test and premolar mast is is what we ran with that. And then towards the end, there was uh, Anavar was involved at a low dose at the end um no diuretics or anything like that a little bit of water and carb manipulation at the end that it was really weird because like a week before the show i was like 220 225 and i felt like things looked really good and then throughout the like peak week my weight just like started falling off of me until I think I weighed in at like two two oh seven or something. Oh, wow. I know. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? And I just felt so like stringy and, and flat. And um, I mean, yeah, I was, I was super lean, but yeah, something, I don't know. I feel like I lost entirely too much that last week um, because like, it was like two weeks later, I was back up to two thirty, and things like looked really good. It was like, yeah, things look really good at that point. But um, yeah, I mean, my biggest, my biggest weakness is, is definitely my legs uh, need to come up, but I mean, ultimately everything, everything needs to grow, but my legs definitely need um, 
more. And that's been something that I've been pushing uh, on a lot these last couple years. And unfortunately, I just got an MRI done last week showing that I have two tears in the meniscus in my left knee in my meniscus. Yeah. So that's a, that's a bummer. Um, which I actually looking back, it makes me, it made me realize that I think I've had those for a really long time and they've just like flared up off and on over the last maybe decade, because I remember talking to my clients about it years ago being like, I think I just have like, maybe I like tore a ligament or something. But back then it was just like, was broke, didn't have insurance, didn't care. It was like, it went away and I could do stuff just fine. And it would, it would flare up every once in a while. But yeah, so that's, that's going on right now. Um, I have surgery for that scheduled September 14th, but the doctor says it's not a big deal. They just go in, take a look at it, make sure it is what it is, you know, take out the, the pieces that they need to. And, they said most likely I'll be walking out of the surgery and I'll be good to go like three weeks after that. So not, not that big of a deal um, really, but it makes me wonder like, is this what's kind of been holding me back a little bit (laughs) all these years, you know? So, so yeah, that's, that's going on right now, but um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll be a quick fix and I can get back on with it unrelated question to the, the whole prep thing now that you're kind of pushing things a little bit higher and you've been doing this growth hormone experiment a lot of people are under the perception that growth hormone grows your waist pretty significantly and that's what causes like the gh gut did you notice any like obviously you grew in size in general so like your waist is going to grow at some capacity but like did you yeah. notice any radical gut distension or any sort of you know i don't even know if you got like liver ultrasounds or any kind of imaging. So, so not any different than what I've experienced before in years past bulking. Okay. So like, I feel like my waist does get thick as I get up to, you know, 250, 260, 270. Cause I've been, I've been to 270 before and I got to 280 um, now. And yeah, in the, in years past, yeah, my, my waist is definitely thicker than, but yeah, you know, th- that was on way less growth hormone. So I haven't right. seen a difference between, you know, doing 18 IUs now versus like six to eight IUs years ago, as far as like waist uh, thickness goes or anything like that. I-, I haven't gotten any ultrasounds done yet on um, my organs, but I did find a place um, in New York that I'm actually uh, looking at doing a full body ultrasound. Cool. Yeah, that'll be yeah, I was actually talking to Steve about it. Um, he said he thinks he's probably going to go get it done too, because uh, it looks it looks like a pretty good deal. But yeah, they they do just a full like torso organ scan and, and nice. give you all the information. But yeah, yeah. So that's that's in the works, anyway. Okay. So you find that like when you transition from that bulking phase that you come back down and waist size a little bit once you you start. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I've got a video up on YouTube actually going over um, like a vacuum protocol, mm. and even at like two, once I get down under two forty, things are I, I can do a vacuum decently well i mean i guess the video that i have up it was like day two of vacuum training but i think i have a short up i think i have a short up where i'm like i've seen it 
220, 230 doing a vacuum. And I, I, once I got like a month in of practicing vacuums, could really suck it in pretty good. But um, they might even be on my Instagram uh, on there. But yeah, it's it just, I mean, that's the other thing is taking the time to do the vacuum training because right. like I haven't been doing that right now. <laughs> like, it, it, and I pretend I like try to do it every once in a while. It fucking hurts. <laughs> it like cramps up and it's like, oh my God. So yeah, I mean, once I, once, you know, I, I start dieting and, and eating less food and bringing the weight down and start doing vacuum training, you know, it, after about a month of, of that, things really, uh, clean up uh, in that regard but yeah I mean it's just kind of like it's it's I feel like it's part of it for me at least like when I get to these weights it's just kind of something that comes along with the territory yeah. well with with the vacuum training I mean we were interviewing uh John Jewett actually we're gonna have him and Renee yeah. on tomorrow um, oh, that's cool. and uh he was on a couple months back but we're just gonna kind of recap his show and and her show and talk a little about that. But he talked about the biggest thing he did was vacuum training. And I thought that was, you know, cause Justin was commenting on, I think it was from nationals, you know, when he turned pro huge difference. to, to, you know, early as a pro and just the, just massive change. And um, yeah, he, he accredited a lot of that to it because um, I know when I competed two years ago, like I did a lot of power, powerlifting and strongman through my late tw uh, early twenties was powerlifting early thirties was strongman. But I, you know, so I thought that that was maybe attributed to the waist, but I think I, you know, I think, but a lot of it was the thickness, I think on the, you know, the bulk of it, I, I think a lot of it, I could probably train differently and, and work on mm -hmm. the control of the muscles to pull them in. Yeah. Um, and so that's something I would, I would like to do. I know, I know Colton's got a pretty, pretty sick vacuum as well. So uh, I'm je jealous of you guys that can, that can pull it in like that. I got, I got some work ahead of me. Vacuum training is, it's, it's, it's not fun. It is yeah. not like, especially when you go from none, no training to getting yourself, you know, like it's you get up first thing in the morning and you just like go in the bathroom, you got your hands on the, on the <laughs> counter and you're just like, all right, here we go. <laughs> just pull it in and hold it as long as you can and just. I like set you, a timer up and kind of go on like a Tabata that, type training. That's what I was going to ask. Can you walk through just, especially for our audience out there, there's, you know, different methods out there. I definitely encourage them to check out your YouTube as well, but can you kind of walk through what that protocol looks like generally for you? And then maybe Colton, if you want to add to how your approach as well, but. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the training that I do for it is it's, it's literally like a reverse Tabata training. So I'll hold the vacuum for 10 seconds and then take 20 second rest in between and sometimes i'll like maybe go into like a front relax and try to hold a front relax while doing a vacuum and then um hit different poses that i would try to do a vacuum in like a, a front double or yeah. a front lat spread or something like that hit those different poses for 10 seconds at a time while pulling that that vacuum in as, as much as i can and as far as like length of time when i was doing it it was a 20 minute it was a 20 minute routine so it was basically wow. five Tabata rounds because a Tabata rounds like four minutes. So, wow. so yeah, I would, I would set a timer. It would do a ding when to stop ding when to start. And I would just go at it. And I mean, I would be sweating <laughs> by the time yeah. I was done because it's not, yeah, it's, it's hard, but you know, once you, once you, you know, you do that for a month and you're in a deficit, you're not eating much food. Like you'll definitely 
make progress. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember. Like, like I said, I have a YouTube video where I literally go straight through that the whole, and even put like the timer on the, on the, on the, on the video for people to follow along. Um, but yeah, it was like after a month, it, it was a huge difference. Mm. Uh, like already in, in that, that being said, I was, dieting as well so within a month's time probably lost like 10 pounds or something too sure uh, which definitely helps but yeah yeah, yeah that, how about you colton what, what's your approach to it um it's very similar i'll do i do like i think about it as like sets but i'll do basically i'll start fast in the morning and i'll bend over um a counter and then like suck in as hard as i can and then i'll practice that for two or three rounds holding it for as literally as long as I can and then forcefully exhaling, crunching down on my abs and then pulling it again. And then on the third time I'll transition kind of like Chase was doing transition into like a front double, do the front relax, like just try to hold it as long as I can in every single pose. And then I'll go do fasted cardio. And then once I'm done with the cardio, I'll actually do one where I'm laying on my back and I'm like kind of, hurtled over trying to pull in as much as I can into my like upper cavity of my diaphragm mm -hmm. and just like pull, pull, pull as hard as I can before I train abs. I train abs every day right after cardio, yeah. but I'll do that right before I train abs, like just suck in as hard as I can. That in and of itself, like gets my abs pumped and like you feel like the transverse abdominus, like that internal muscle being mm -hmm. worked when you really suck. I mean, it's a weird feeling. And it's hard as fuck to like maintain that connection. It's like Chase said, you like sweat. It's it's and it's like I can see why people don't do it because it takes a ton of time on top of all the other shit we're already doing. Yeah. Something else that I found that helps even more, like feel that deep burn underneath everything, was getting a uh, getting a waist trainer, putting that on, and then trying to vacuum with it. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> oh, it, you can pull yeah. in so much deeper, but it, it feels like there's a different connection there where it's it's a, it's a really deep burn, like, yeah. all the way across. Like, That's a good idea. Yeah. No, something to so throw in. Chase is doing 10 seconds. Like, Colton, how long are you? It's, like, 5 to 10. It's just okay. people start out, and they can literally only do, like, 3 or 4 seconds. Yeah. So it es escalates from there. If I can get someone to do 10 seconds, I can really do 10 seconds, like, badass uh, of holding yeah. it. But, um, yeah, because I, like I, was, I was curious about that. Like, if do you also, in your posing practice, like, work on the vacuum, but then breathing – with your you know what i mean from the top from the mm -hmm. diaphragm more so that you can kind of have a partial one as you're holding that pose because i realized um if i you know if you lose it a little bit right like it it can really and if the judge yeah. happens to be looking at you during that time it could really throw off the whole all the work that you just put into that specific look but yeah i mean i try to do like micro breaths like through my nose mm -hmm. and breathe through that upper diaphragm so i'm like like i'm literally like hyperventilating in a sense and it's like really uncomfortable, honestly, to pose like that. And you have to, like you said, it's like a semi vacuum where you're like kind of holding. I'm it. under the bathroom real quick. <laughs> okay. You, you, it's like a semi vacuum where you're holding it a little bit. You're tucking it in your rib cage, and you find a really convenient time. That's why I practice where I, I exhale, do the vacuum, and then I crunch my abs down and then hyperventilate and inhale so that I can train to never let my abs just completely loose. They're always kind of kept in tension. And then when I turn to do another quarter turn or another quarter turn, it's always like I have to keep that that hyperventilation going, keep my abs flexed the whole time. 
And then when I really like the statement pieces to my posing, or like the front double, where I really try to dig like a huge, deep, deep vacuum in, that's where I'll like let it all out and like I kind of like bow over to like let myself crunch air out and then pull it back in. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of how I do it. When you're practicing in a on a fed stomach, it's really hard. Like yeah, especially if you've had an intro workout shake, if you've had pre-workout meal, post-workout meal, and then you start posing, it's like virtually impossible to do a vacuum. I think everyone has this conception like you should just be able to do a vacuum whenever. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to do a vacuum if you're on like a fed stomach. Yeah. Right. Sorry about that. No, all good. <laughs> no, that, that makes sense. I mean, because I, I I always like back when I was, you know, when I got back into it um, and, and did my shows, I was playing around a lot with poses, obviously trying to work in the vacuum work, could have did more. Um, mm. But I know like specifically like front lat spread, you know, that was one that yeah. it was interesting that the more I can keep the air up, like the wider I looked, but the more yeah. my ab, my six pack would flatten out a little bit because it was more pulling in versus muscles popping so as being like always historically a bigger stronger you know look like a thicker looking guy yeah, i kind of yeah. liked having the abs stick out but it also took away from the v taper when i did that you know what i mean so it's that's like something that i yeah that's something that i struggle with now is like when i do posing i'll i'll like you know do what i can with a vacuum and then it's like eh, do i want to crunch that down a little bit more because it just like makes things pop out uh, differently but yeah it's it's definitely something i don't know it, it, especially like i feel like i it's something that i shouldn't be worried about considering like i'm not even close to even like starting a contest prep and it's like everything changes so much as you lean out you know it's it's hard to judge what things would look like at this point but um yeah now is that normal for both you guys just kind of year round you're just doing cardio most mornings is that uh what's that look like for me, for sure. I always am doing cardio year round, regardless of the state I'm in. Um, it's just like the, the duration is what really changes. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now I do 30 minutes every morning, just on the treadmill, pretty casual walk, a pretty low incline, but you know, I get to 120 beats per minute and just, oh, that's good. Yeah. Answer emails and chill on it. Not, not killing myself on it, but yeah, I, yeah. I give people context. I read books while I'm doing it. So it's not like it's super vigorous, but yeah. 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 I used to be my favorite on the, on the bike with a book. Like mm-hmm. zone out yeah. with that. And Love that. Uh, I, I may be dating myself because it was even before there was any streaming back way back in the, my early twenties when I was competing. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to do the books. That's all I could do. But uh, I, I think it's missed in a lot of people's, you know, programs out there. Um, just working in the cardio, you know, yeah. year round or off season, especially the guys that are concerned about wanting to put on more size. It's like, well, it increases appetite, insulin sensitivity, blood circulation. Yeah. You know, the list goes on and on of all the, the not only the health benefits, but your health, benefits yeah. For health. Yeah. Yeah. So no, uh, so what's, so you mentioned the surgery in September and then um, I guess I'll tie this into kind of two questions because we've mentioned Paul earlier. So I know big Paul's busting your chops about competing uh, at masters, but how do you know Paul? And then, and then potentially when does that masters run look like for you? What's that timeline for you? So I guess a two part question there. Yeah. Sorry I mean, interrupt really quickly. I have yeah. to bounce if that's all right with everybody. Sorry. I have a client call like in 10 minutes. So sure. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you so much. Yep. Yeah. So I met, I, I, I have not met. I've, heard about Paul. So 
during that time last year where I wasn't like training consistently, I was kind of like taking some time off. What I was doing on YouTube was a daily live stream. So I was okay. live streaming daily, just trying to stay in contact with, with my people and just answering questions um, constantly. It'd be, you know, an hour to two hours every, every time that I did one of those. And uh, uh, one of my, uh, regulars in there was like, Hey, have you seen this guy, Paul? I think you would really get along with him. A lot of what he's talking about is similar to what you talk about. And, and I don't know, like, it, it was funny. The first time that it was mentioned, I was just kind of like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll look at it. I'll look at him at some point. And then, and then, you know, next week the guy brought him up again. And I was like, I was like, who is this guy? Is this your brother or something? Like, what are you, <laughs> why do you keep pushing him on me? What's going on? And then, and, and then finally, um, I don't know, somebody mentioned it again. I was like, okay, let me go see who this Paul guy is. Guy sure. is. And started looking around. I was like, oh yeah, he's, he's pretty much exactly a lot of the same stuff that I'm talking about. And then, uh, yeah. And then eventually Paul started doing live streams and he has he does his live streams where sometimes he'll let people come in like click on the link and like come into the thing and, yeah. and join and ask a question and so yeah. um so i did that and it kind of was I, I felt like i was on there for a little a little long like 10 minutes or so and uh and from there it was just kind of like hey if you want to come back on you know uh, it'd be cool so um so since Kind of since my gym opened and I started getting back in the swing of things, I stopped my daily live stream and I go on Paul's weekend <laughs> live stream now. And nice. uh, yeah, so I, I do that with him whenever I whenever I can. And uh, it's been it's been fun. Uh, also getting some humor, human interaction there. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and <laughs> but, you can't miss it. Not only is Paul a great guy, but the, the whole group is pretty, uh, in, you know, Oh yeah. It's entertaining it's nice, as well. Just to it's mix a nice it up those guys. I, I know, yeah. uh, Justin and I have rotated quite a few times and, you know, talked to them online and got a few workouts in with them out at the shop gym there in Virginia and stuff. So good, yeah. good group of guys, but yeah. what, uh, I think we'll, we'll kind of wrap on, on this last question though, just to, to re, you know, timelines, baby's coming early next year. You know, what does it look like for you for the next competition? What do you have? What do you have lined up? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to be kind of dieting down a little bit, uh, throughout this year, just so that I don't feel like a complete slob when I get to Swiss and the Olympia. Mm. Um, but not, you know, not anything dieting hard, but as far as like competition wise goes, um, I believe that in April, uh, Fuad Abiyad is doing the Detroit show out there. And I think that there's like an amateur side to it as well. Oh, okay. Um, so I wanted to go there because there's supposed to be a lot of, uh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of pros out there that I would love to, to meet. Um, so I'm thinking maybe I could potentially contest prep for that in April and then figure out what kind of um, masters uh, nationals type show is going on shortly after that. So I haven't looked at it super closely, but that's really all that's on my radar right now. Um, but yeah, any contest that I do, it'll be early to mid next year. For sure. Nice. Well, definitely let us know if you head to our area. We're, uh, you know, we love to get involved in the community. We were just at a, a 
powerlifting gym. Uh, well, powerlifting and strongman gym recently. In I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that in in Rochester Hills. Yep, yep. That's, uh, that's where my wife's like whole family is. We go up okay. there all the time. I didn't know that gym was out there. I was like, what? What is this place? Yeah, because <laughs> so, yeah, usually out there I go to like whatever like powerhouse is over there or something. But, uh, yeah, yeah I'm at a. That. I'm at a powerhouse in Clarkson, which is eh, about 20 minutes north of uh, Rochester Performance Gym. But I go there some weekends. There's a group of guys, uh, someone I know, really, really smart strength coach. Actually, he was on Paul's channel before, um, and we'll have him on some Q&A soon because he's just wicked smart when it comes to program design and strength yeah. protocols and stuff. Um, so every once in a while, I'm like, hey, put together a program for me. I can't I can't do it for myself. I keep hurting myself or whatever. And there's a group of young college guys that he trains with for, for strongman training. So I'll hop in and got to know the owner, Steve, there. We did our photo shoot and like a little video shoot there. Plan to do a couple more. And then he's got a couple meets coming up that we're going to be at. And, you know, it's just, it's just a cool community, right? Like powerlifting, strongman, bodybuilding, like just like any other industry, there's there's some some people out there maybe that aren't the aren't the best, but the majority, I think, are just down to earth, have a love for the sport and giving back to it. And that's kind of, you know, what was really cool just to, to have a, a nice, nice show up to the seminar, just good, you know, good discussions and yeah. many, hopefully for hoping for many, many more. So, so you, you and you and Justin are in that area in Michigan. Yeah. So I'm, I'm more on the uh, east side of the state. He's on the west side of the state. So he's okay. roughly three hours, two and a half, three hours for me. Cool. And uh, we got a few other people in Michigan and then one in Virginia um, no, I know Todd, Todd Lee's in Michigan too. Yeah. He's in West Bloomfield, which is probably another 20 minutes from me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I didn't even know that when, when we had Todd on, uh, our, our episode, he told me that I Justin knew that I just didn't put two and two together. You know, you just see people on social media. Don't look at the location. Yeah. You're like, Oh, wait a minute. It's like, uh, I've never met him, but Mike Israel tells from Michigan also. And I, oh, my really? friend Joe, who's the strength coach I was talking about used to knows him. A little yeah. uh, from Royal Oak Gym, I think it's called. It was called. Oh, yeah. It's like a known, you know, lifting gym, and they used to host like powerlifting meets and stuff. I know in my early twenties, I used to, I used to have to go there for weigh-ins when I did powerlifting. But um, yeah, so it's just interesting. Like this Midwest area has some. Yeah, you know, I didn't know all those guys were there. Yeah, I mean, it's so like my lease here for the gym is up in three years, and the game plan is, well, so we were going to move to Rochester Hills. Okay. But, a couple like a couple of years ago was I thought, and I asked my wife, I was like, okay, so what are we doing? I need to figure this out. Cause either I'm opening a gym there, or I'm opening one here. And she was like, I'm not ready to leave Chicago yet. So I was like, okay, well, here we go. <laughs> and so got the lease here. It's up in three years uh, from now. So the idea is, I mean, we'll be in that area uh, eventually. So yeah, yeah it's cool. a, it's a beautiful area. I'm sure you've seen it, but like the winter lights, you know, in the winter oh, yeah. time, you have the downtown. Right. I'm sure you saw that. It's like yep. you know, people yep. travel from all over to see it. And uh, yeah. I used to actually work on Avon and Rochester road. And, and my wife and I in that general area worked for on and off for 10 years between the two of us at different yeah. locations in the industry. And um, it's a good place to raise kids too. like Clarkson where I'm at is like a smaller mm-hmm. kind of more hometown version of that. It's, not you know it's it's definitely a bigger a bigger uh, setup but but all all yeah. in just a great place so yeah yeah we got married there yeah the whole lights and stuff it was in december oh, nice. yeah it was in december like everybody was out there yeah it was really cool but well yeah, good I deal that area pretty well so well thanks for uh jumping on we'll definitely have to ping you from time to time and 
hopefully uh, we'll definitely won't compete with Paul's Q and a, but uh, we, we don't want to do that to, to, to each other, but uh, we'll have, <laughs> we'll have, we'll have to tag you in if you're open to it sometime in the future. And I know our audience would love it. And thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, for sure. Anytime. Yeah. It's yeah. Not a big deal at all. Yeah. It'd be cool. Awesome, man. Well, for everyone uh, out there listening, just remember 1D Talks, and you can find us on YouTube and all the places where you can see or listen to, I should say, any audio version of our podcast as well. So thanks again, everybody, for supporting the show. We'll see you. All right.